6.20 is the time on a Friday morning. The weekend beckons, and Deb Hutton is here with the morning brief. You're kind of doing double duty. How did you enjoy your show yesterday? You know, John, I find it, honestly, this is going to sound, you know, kind of kitschy, but... I just, I love being able to do uh, call-in shows in particular. So the rush taking an opportunity to ask our listeners questions. I, I truly think it is an honor. I just, I love it so much. So I enjoyed it. I'm back again on Monday uh, and I'm doing touchdowns and fumbles for Bob Reed today. Wow. Okay. So you're, it's a lot of Deb Hutton, John. <laughs> it's a lot of Deb Hutton, but I like my Deb Hutton. Okay. Let's start with uh, TDSB proposing to look at banning cell phones in the classroom, which I think is a great idea. We were talking earlier in the week about how social media is changing, is rewiring kids' brains and changing their lives. And I think a lot of this has to do with this restlessness that comes from having a cell phone nearby and constantly checking and messaging and, you know, am I on Twitter? Did somebody post something on Instagram I've got to see? So, yeah, put it in a basket and have done with it. 100%. I love this. And and just to the point you made, we will watch our 16-year-old, because we're pretty strict about cell phones. I mean, they do not appear anywhere during family time at a table or anything like that. And we didn't get our oldest her cell phone until she was turning 11, which I think is young, but in her peer group, was she was one of the last. Yeah, and I the hear one eight is as asking. the threshold. Yeah. yeah. Nine-year-old is already asking. We're saying, uh-uh. Your sister got it at 11, and we're apparently the worst parents in the world. <laughs> but but you'll watch my 16-year-old, and her phone will be, you know, where it's supposed to be, and you'll watch her hand slide. Like, she just, it's like she cannot help it. And as I said, we are far more strict than many people. However, on the issue of bans, I love it, love it, love it. We actually have one in our school, the elementary school that both my girls attended. And you know what, John? The people who didn't like it? other parents. And we actually had a handful of parents say to the principal a few years ago when we, we brought this in, I paid for that cell phone because I want to be able to uh, reach my child whenever, and I'm going to reach my child whenever. Can you imagine? Yeah, well, I mean, I always remember people saying that, uh, you know, like a doctor could have a cell phone on to ring in a theater because they might need the doctor. And I thought, if you're that you know, much of an urgency. Maybe you shouldn't be in a movie theater. And when it comes to parents needing to talk to kids, our parents did fine not even thinking about us from eight in the morning until four in the afternoon. Well, you know, it's funny. We we sometimes take away um, our older daughter's phone as, as, you know, punishment for something. I'm sorry, you know, you're, you're going to lose your phone. And then she'll say like, but how will, you know, whatever. And it's like, it, we worked really, really well without cell phones for our entire generation. We, we will figure it out. Thank you very much. But I do love it. I do think parents have to get on board. There's no doubt they are used in high school classes for actual legitimate work. And so that's where it gets a bit tricky because you do want kids to be able to access, um, you know, certain things for in-class assignments for example. But elementary school, I see no reason for it whatsoever. Okay, so I want to play a little bit of audio for you and see if you have the same reaction that I did. Uh, this was a police officer who was one of the people on the scene of a fatal last uh, or yesterday where a woman was run over by a uh, garbage truck. She was crossing on a crosswalk on green. The advice I would give is even if you have the right of way, always have a look around before you cross. At any time, uh, everybody has to pay attention, the drivers and pedestrians alike. 
I mean, I suppose, Deb, that that is good sense, but at the same time, it reminds me of the police officer who was on the scene of an accident not far from our building, where a car actually went up on the sidewalk and ran somebody over. And a police officer said, well, you know, you got to keep your wits about you. Doesn't this kind of acquit motorists of any degree of responsibility? Yeah, I mean, the police officer is absolutely right. Uh, it just doesn't feel like time and place. You know, it just feels like that's not the time for a lecture is how I respond to it. Um, but as I said, he's right. I, uh, I say to my kids, unless you make eye contact, you stand on that curb. Like, do not cross. We, we live just off Young Street and the, the, it's not crossing Young Street at a light that bothers me for the kids. It is, uh, coming, you know, north and south up Young, where cars are looking at the traffic coming at them on Young, whether they're heading north or south themselves, and turning onto small, some of the small side streets. And they're paying attention to the cars and not to the crosswalk. And I have almost been hit, I couldn't tell you how many times as an adult, let alone, you know, a, a smaller kid. So did you get that pamphlet from the Toronto Police Association through your slot yesterday? Well, I did not, but I'm also in Niagara. Oh, <laughs> so, well, so good I may morning. have, but, but I took a look at it. <laughs> yeah, um, we took a picture of it because it came to my house yesterday, and then a few people had mentioned it to me. And this is from the union, it should be emphasized. But they're saying that basically we're all going to be stranded, uh, police are never going to answer a call, and it's all Olivia Chow's fault. <laughs> So I, I have a real problem with our police officers, our first responders, being political, which is what this is. I really do. But my caveat to it is when politicians pay your salary and make decisions about your salary, I, I don't know how else you get your message out. I would rather see this pamphlet from the union. And by the way, John, I think they should have made it more clear that it was from the union. Um, I don't think they should have used uh, officers in police union, sorry, police uniform on the card. Um, but I would rather see this than when officers themselves are, are decked out in something political, you know, when they wore the baseball caps or they wear ribbons. I, I don't like that because as, a, as someone who may need that police officer in an emergency, you don't want politics to be on your mind in that situation. So I'm a bit torn, but I think this is way better than certainly uh, on the beat officers making a political statement while on the job. True. I mean, they wore parachute pants in Montreal for like two years. So wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> right? Aside from not being attractive. Yes. Uh, the mayor of Calgary decided to take a pass on the lighting of the menorah at City Hall. And her issue was that there was more than a few representations that this was a Solidarity for Israel event in addition to being the lighting of the menorah. So I'm a bit sympathetic. I mean, it's not like we don't back Israel, but, you know, you don't organize a war rally at the lighting of a religious symbol event. Yeah, so Jim Richards and I, uh, during the crossover last night between the Rush and his show, had this discussion, and, and I had earlier in the show called it political cowardice, because that's how I feel about it. Uh, I just think it's wrong. Uh, and, and if ever uh, Jews in this country need to celebrate, I, I would think it's 2023, you know, and, and this isn't, it's, it's like, you know, saying I'm, I'm not going to go to the tree lighting for some reason for, for Christians. I, I actually... I think that the mayor could have and should have gone, supported the the holiday, supported the lighting of the menorah and all that it means, 
And if she needed to make a political statement herself to say, I am here to support the celebration, but this is not and should not be taken as support of uh, uh, Netanyahu and is Israel and their, their policies, that would have been far more effective, in my view, than not going. And I worried that not going wasn't just about the event sort of shifting in tone, but it was about not wanting to be controversial and, and see, be seen as supporting Jews. And that was my concern. Jim, Jim and I disagreed on it, but that yeah. was my concern. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I have a bit of an itchiness about the sort of testing of people these days. And if this was the lighting of the menorah, then let's celebrate Hanukkah. And let's leave, you know, everybody having to support unalloyed, you know, having unalloyed support for Netanyahu and everything the Israeli Defense Forces are doing. So that that for me is people are kind of being pushed toward either you're in for this or you might be an anti-Semite. True. Uh, I just think that her she could have made her point if she is if she is sincere in her point as i said I, i'm not convinced of that but if she, if the mayor is sincere in her point then i still would have gone celebrated the holidays do what you do with the menorah every year and if she needed to make a political statement that this is not to be seen as support for israel i think that would have been as i said far more effective y'all have a nice weekend in niagara Thank you. We're back for basketball and synchronized swimming. <laughs> but, <laughs> ah, the, but we'll have a nice day. How's the that? The vicissitudes of parenthood. Thanks a lot, Deb. <laughs> Great to have you this morning. Thanks, John. That's Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers, now a communications advisor and a frequent contributor to News Talk 1010. But we're glad to have her. Coming up in the next half hour, Tony Chapman is going to be here, and he's going to weigh in on this dispute that's broken out between Uber and the city of Toronto. Plus, an especial appearance by Carmi Levy, because there's a couple of very, very interesting tech stories today that we wanted to get to.